0: champions mojo is part of the cg sports network
1: welcome to the award-winning champions mojo host kelly palace and maria parker are world record setting masters athletes authors and performance coaches that are committed to connecting you with champions and experts from swimming and to other inspiring people and topics and now this week's micropod okay maria so kurt dixon amazing deep interview it like this is such a powerful interview. I, I think you and I are both still are we're reeling from being inspired and thinking about things we normally don't think about. Yeah. Just what yeah. a what an honest and just an amazing champion. And we've figured out what drives him, right? I mean,
0: <laughs> that's really amazing. M&Ms. <laughs> Besides M&Ms. yes that what was re- refreshing. That was refreshing to hear that. He yes. Ate that <laughs> um, first, I think one of the, the themes, especially throughout the, the beginning of the interview was just that he really believes that his consistency is what is, what has helped him stay fast and, and stay, um, you know, doing these amazing things in the water. He, he, um, he swims six days a week, but he doesn't swim hard six days a week. He swims six days a week, you know, no matter what. And he, you know, he talked about the days. Where you know, leading up to, uh, to meets where he doesn't go as hard, but he, and that's hard for a guy who's works a different schedule almost every day, you know, he, he finds a place to do it. So I was really that, I just, I just love that, you know, we, we have to rest. And as older athletes, you know, we have to, we, you know, we have to lay off a little bit. The consistency part though, is what we can easily pull from our maturity. So I love that as a master's athlete, I love that as a, yeah, we're just going to be consistent. Nobody yeah. Like
1: the, the, and that came under the question of, you know, w- how are you staying fast? Yeah, right. And he says, you know, I just keep showing just, up. Yes. Yeah, I away. love that. The other, um, you know, why, like why we, we love as coaches, why someone's doing something right. that is, that is like the number one thing that we all should ask ourselves when we do anything, right. You know, why am I doing this? What am I getting out of this? Right. And I, loved that he said it makes him feel alive yeah. and it gives his life meaning. Yeah. I mean, this, that, that for me, if you can find something that makes you feel li- alive and gives yourself meaning. And I have the same, I, I know that he said that. And if you watch his facial expressions, maybe you're just listening to this on audio, but, um, I, I have the same, uh, in internal struggle where I think, why do I get so much joy of swimming in a box, looking at a black <laughs> line and going back and forth? Why does it matter what my time is? That's so, it just seems so silly in the grand scheme of the world. But I, I love that he gives himself permission to say, this makes me feel alive and it mm-hmm. gives my life meaning. And I totally relate to that. And I know a lot of athletes that are listening do too. And so,
0: Hey, give yourself permission. Yeah. I, I truly love that too. And and also completely identified with that this morning, I got up and thought, I don't feel good, <laughs> you know, and I didn't yeah. want to get on the bike, but I did. And I was like, yeah, that's the medicine that gets me through every day in part. Yeah. So what's the, your second Yeah. Thing? Um, the second one I just loved is he kind of talked about, about talent versus distance. I I'm not sure what the real t- takeaway on this is, but I've noticed it myself. Like if you if you've got a lot of talent, you can big, you know, on the bike, produce big power numbers or whatever, you know, you can do big things, but as you age, you know, those, those are blunted and, but what you, but you can always go further. <laughs> and so, you know, he, he, again, very self-deprecating he used a lot of humor and he was very funny. Uh, but I loved how he said, yeah, you know, if, if, if once you run out of the talent and you can just always go a little bit longer and he, that's certainly what he's done. So. Yeah, for
1: sure. And I I think that, that there is a takeaway there and it, I don't think it has to be just for, for older athletes. And that is that sometimes you just outwork people, you yeah. know, you, you, there's somebody that you may be going up against somebody that's more talented, but you just outwork them. And mm-hmm. I totally relate to, you know, just, I swim the mile because there's not a lot, there's not as many people in it because it's a little harder to do. So yeah. I do, I love that one. Yeah. I love that. Uh, My second one was, we love to hear how people deal with performance anxiety. We all have it, whether it's in the pool or doing a triathlon or in life. And, you know, he just, his job as an ER doctor, when he said, you know, we asked him, you know, how, how do you deal with performance anxiety? And he, he said, you know, I have people bringing me dying babies, and I just got goosebumps,
0: you know, like, in other words, I really know what's important. This is I
1: know what's important. And this is, you know, this is not pressure. Sh- mm-hmm. Swimming a meet, being in pain is not pressure when I put it in the grand scheme of the world. And I, and I love that. And that's yeah. always a good tool for performance anxiety. Okay. How, imp- you know, why are we freaking out? Who's really watching this? You know, maybe a handful of people. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, how, yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's really true. And it was beautifully put. He said he used to have performance anxiety, but now that, you know, he's had a lifetime of dealing with true horrible, you know, things in the ER, he, he, he understands better. What's, what's really important. Well, my last yeah. takeaway was maybe one of the most important things I've heard in terms of dealing with obstacles. He, um, he talked about, uh, some really tough things he's been through especially lately the last couple of years and um and he and he observed that that he could break these how he thought about that he's done in kind of three different areas areas the spiritual like you know how should he think about it from a spiritual level you know should he you know about forgiveness and so forth then then the intellectual how you deal with it with an intellectual level he was saying you know uh thinking about somebody who would hurt him was just eating him up you know and he was and so he had to learn to like okay i gotta you know. Not just forgive, but I gotta like remove myself from these, you know, these thoughts or these people, and then and finally, and this one is, I think I related to even the best, the primitive level, and that's where you just go and you make yourself suffer in the pool or on the bike, and 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 that's cathartic. That brings out all the poisons, and so I just I just love that. You know, when you're overcoming obstacles, you can think of it. There are there's spiritual components, there's intellectual components, and then there's this primitive physical body components. And I know that in the past when I've really been hurting, you know, getting, you know, out there running or getting on the bike or or doing anything hard physically really did seem to, to help. So I I thought that was excellent. You should definitely listen to the full interview and get to that last part. That last question you asked was beautiful. And your third takeaway.
1: Well, definitely when, he was giving that answer. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so Maria. Like this is just Maria and, and primal, you know, just yeah. getting down to that primal, yeah. um, section. So my last takeaway, we're going to end on a, a, kind of a funny note. The whole interview was very, very full of humor. You know, Kurt has just got a lot of humor going on. Um, and I it was I asked him if his body composition had changed, you know, because we're all getting, you know, when you get over 50, your body composition does change almost no matter how consistent you are with your workouts, right. you almost have to go above being consistent and to do something to not have your body change. And as someone who he, he said something about his stomach being extra flotation, I totally get that. <laughs> and no matter how much I'm training, I still it, it's reassuring for us to know that you can still perform at a high level when your body does change mm. and not let it freak you out. You know, not yeah. say, okay, well, now that I've gained, you know, 10 extra pounds. I mean, he literally said he weighed 180 in college and he's 220 now. Yeah. So
0: I he might have said pretty 155 tall. in college.
1: Oh, 155. Well, yeah. it's yeah. a lot different, but. I think that was just such a fun takeaway that, yeah. Hey, this guy eats m He's got a little extra flotation around his middle yeah. and he's still out there just crushing it. So, um, yeah. yeah. So that was my last takeaway. Yeah,
0: it's great. He was, yep. he was, he was terrific.
1: It was so great. It's going to be fun to see how he does at nationals this week. Yep. Yep. All right. Love you, Maria. Love you too. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. You've been listening to the champions mojo podcast with host Kelly palace and Maria Parker. Champions Mojo is produced by Cobra Media, and a new episode debuts every Tuesday. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Follow Champions Mojo on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Champions Mojo.